0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. BetOnline remains your number one source for all your sports betting this season, everything from NFL and bowl season to eSports. You'll find the latest odds, team matchup info, player news, and game trends at Bet BetOnline Bet Online features live betting, free contests, and live scores for almost any sport or game imaginable. We're the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite leagues and events. Head to betonline.ag to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Just make sure to use our promo code BELIEVE to receive your rewards. Bet online, where the game starts. This
1: is Lock It In, a sports betting show, part of the Believe Podcast Network. And now, here's your host, Cam Rogers.
0: And we are locking it in with a. Former guest here on the program, Clay Harbor, former NFL tight end, now host of Believe in the Jaguars, really great NFL analyst. He's back on the program. Clay, how are we doing, sir?
1: I'm doing great, Cam. It's good to be back. Exciting time in the NFL, obviously, with all these um, you know conference championship games. So I'm excited. I think we've got some great matchups here and I'm excited to see what happens. And I know we're gonna have some thoughts in the upcoming games, but uh I think regardless of what happens, we're all gonna be in for a treat.
0: Yeah, the Super Bowl, regardless of who's in it, is going to be a lot of fun, that is for sure. Before we get into football, though, I have to ask you because it's a new season of The Bachelor, and you recently tweeted something very funny saying that I can't believe I was actually on this show. Do you mind yeah. expanding upon that a little bit? Did you have some reflection on being on the show and bachelor nation and all that
1: you know it was a it was an interesting like thing it's interesting part of my life like going through that reality tv thing and getting to see it from the other side there and i'll be able to tell a lot of stories to my grandkids when i'm old and i know that much but looking back and watching it now i'm like wow bro like that's what you decided to do and uh i mean it's funny it's it's a fun thing and You know, but looking at it now after being removed from it for a couple of years, it's like, man, I don't think that was a great idea uh, for me. But looking back, it was fun. I made a lot of friends and it'll be a good story to tell. And, uh, you know, I look at it at that way, but just I was sitting there watching it. There's um, some girl stuffing, stuffing uh, chocolate strawberries into a guy's mouth. He could barely hold the shot I'm like wow like you're <laughs> on that show play. like way to go
0: <laughs> you know it's funny it's almost like when I watch myself back on air and I'm just like I sound like that oh I can't even listen to this no wonder the internet rose to me so I kind of vibe with that sometimes <laughs> brother <laughs> all right oh, let's absolutely. get let's get into it and I want to recap the Jaguar season and I think you could say that perhaps the Jaguars exceeded expectations going through the regular season and into the playoffs and competing with the Kansas city chiefs, of course, winning a playoff game as a former NFL player, you may not, you know, believe in moral victories, but was the a moral victory for the Jaguars this year?
1: No, I think so. And I, I don't even think it was a moral victory. I think it was a victory victory. If you told okay. anybody in the Jack Jagu- in the Jaguars franchise, that they're going to win the division, uh, win a playoff game when they were three and seven Everybody said you're crazy, besides Doug Peterson and the team. right? And then if you ask ask that same question last year when Irvin Meyer gets fired, they're the worst team in the league for the second straight year, everyone would have taken that. And I know at the end of the year there's only one winner, there's one champion, one Super Bowl champion that can hang his hat on that. But the Jaguars making the playoffs, winning a playoff game, playing the greatest quarterback. I know he had an ankle. Playing the greatest quarterback in the game, tough. To a game which they had opportunities to win mm-hmm. in my opinion to me that is a victory and that is something you can build on moving forward there is so much groundwork that Doug Peterson has set they can move forward and use that to catapult this team into next year and guess what you got Calvin Ridley just sitting there waiting to come back so now right. you got another weapon for Trevor Lawrence if you can get Evan Ingram back maybe a franchise tag him get Evan Ingram back Now you got Calvin Ridley coming back to that cast of characters that were able to do so well with Trevor Lawrence this year. Things could get scary.
0: Yeah, Christian Kirk is basically a wide receiver one who's going to be a wide receiver two next year with Calvin Ridley there. So that should be a good offense. Uh, There were some question marks for Trevor Lawrence after his rookie season. I think those question marks are now gone, right? He is the guy. He is the franchise.
1: It's funny because everybody in Jacksonville knew, knew he was the guy. But outside of Jacksonville, there was all these question marks. If you look at this guy's numbers. He has 12 touchdowns, 17 interceptions. I mean, this guy's throwing picks right and left. I mean, he's only got, you know, 3,000 yards. I mean, just a terrible season, won three games. But in Jacksonville, the guys, the people knew the talent. This guy was talented. He was just in a terrible system, had a terrible situation. Yeah. Now, no question Trevor Lawrence is the guy. Down the stretch after that 3-7 start, He played as good as any quarterback, including Patrick Mahomes in the entire league. And even in the playoffs, he played well. So for me, I mean, besides that first half against the Chargers. So for me, yes, he's the guy. He's a bona fide superstar already. He's just going to keep getting better.
0: Yeah, I mean, coming back from that first half against the Chargers, really, really impressive. We thought it was going to be like a 50-12 to 12 game there in favor of Los Angeles. That was not the case, obviously. Let's flip over to the Bears. You're tight with the Bears, and I want to talk about their situation right now. Number one overall pick in the NFL draft, we know this. Rumors about trading back, what have you. Yeah. What do you say to the folks who posed the theory that the Bears could trade back and also trade Justin Fields? Have you seen those articles and those headlines out there? Because people are throwing it out there.
1: Of course I've seen them. And I mean, there's some big name guys. There's some former GMs, former presidents of, of teams, and some big name guys are saying that's what they should do. And what they're saying is they think that Bryce Young's a little bit better. And the fact that you can reset the quarterback clock, but in my opinion, what, you know, the whole goal is to get to that quarterback clock to have a quarterback that you can even pay and to trade Dustin Fields. you're doing him a disservice because obviously he didn't get the job done as a thrower this year as a passer but you know what he is as a runner the guy's one of the best runners around it's impressive what he's done he was able to break some records this year almost broke the all-time record for rushing the ball passing the ball he's gonna get better but he had a poor offensive line they were i mean they're average at best receivers nobody throw the ball to and it's his first year in this system so for me you got to bring him back you got to get him some weapons get him better receivers. Get a better offensive line and then see what he does. After this year, if he is still in that situation to where you don't know if he's your guy, then maybe hey, maybe you trade him. But right now you can't do it. He's yeah. made too many explosive plays over a seven-game span this year. He's averaging 26 points a game. You have the worst defense in the league, bar none. So you get him a good team around him and see what he can do.
0: Yeah, we saw some flashes this year, especially in the run game for sure with Justin Fields. So we'll see what happens as we approach April. Let's turn to the games, AFC championship, Bengals, Chiefs. What is your key storyline that you're tracking here for this matchup?
1: Well, obviously everybody's talking about uh, Patrick Mahomes' ankle. And, you know, I think that's a big deal because he throws a lot of balls on the move. Mm -hmm. I mean, scripted and unscripted. He's on the move a lot, even if it's a rollout or if he's just improv and doing the thing that he does that makes him so great. So his ankle is the number one thing. If he's okay, can he play? Will he go? The other thing, in my opinion, is <clears throat> can they get pressure on Joe Burrow? You know, Chris Jones. You look at the Bills game. Obviously, the Bills got dominated by the Bengals, but the Bills had a ton of injuries. Like, now, I'm not even just talking about Von Miller and like Demar Hamlin. The most Jordan Poyer. I mean, they had some big pieces out. These are. Big pieces of the team that are gone—they're not playing. So, I think this game's going to be close. But I, I like the fact that Mahomes seems to be 100 percent sure he's going to play. You're in Arrowhead. You got Andy Reid, who knows how to script a game plan to fit his players. So, I'm going to take the Chiefs in a close one. But obviously, you can't count out Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, T. Higgins. He's got a great team around him. But you know, uh, if you I look at Buffalo, I mean, that team didn't have much working for them. I mean, they, they had, besides Josh Allen, Stephon Diggs had a lot of injuries.
0: You know, I have a question here. Have you ever dealt with a high ankle sprain? And if so, have you gotten shot up before a game and what's that like? Because that's probably what's going to happen with Patrick Mahomes here.
1: Yeah. You know, I've dealt with a, uh, with a high ankle sprain. I remember one time in college, it was real bad. And, you get tore all shot and just kind of numb it, you know, take the edge off there, the pain. And that's what happens. And it helps. And it's, it's not easy. It's hard. It's difficult. And at quarterback, I mean, it's going to limit his mobility. Yeah. And I mean, that's something that he's going to have to deal with. So he's, uh, he's going to have to deal with a lot of pain, but I don't think it's going to affect him as much as in the pocket, but it's, it's the things he does out of the pocket that are really going to be, you know, going to be hard because it's hard to move. It's hard to put that pressure on there. And you saw in some plays against Jaguars, I rewatched the game yesterday, and he had some tough throws that he couldn't make. And he's going to have to make all the throws because this Bengal team has won the last three games against him.
0: And Cincinnati has been uber efficient in the red zone. I mean, they've been really impressive inside those 20s. A philosophical question for you. Had Pac-Man Jones on my show, he's picking Joe Burrow over Patrick Mahomes if you're starting a franchise. What do you do? You're starting a franchise. You're GM tomorrow. Mahomes or Burrow if you had the option?
1: I think I'd go with uh, with Patrick Mahomes, man. He's he's the best in the business. When he's healthy, I know he's a little bit older. He's got a couple years on Burrow, but we, he's already won the Super Bowl. We saw what he's capable of. He's just so good at improv. He makes crazy plays. He'll throw with his left hand. He'll he'll really throw no-look passes as a quarterback. Like This isn't Chris Paul here in as a point guard, you're throwing no one passes. Quarterback, that's crazy. But obviously, he led the league in passing this year. The guy's unbelievable. He's one of a kind. I'm going with Pat Mahomes.
0: All right, they're going with the Chiefs, by the way, to win the AFC Championship. Let's go to the NFC side of things. Brock Purdy, of course, a rookie quarterback, zero and four historically in conference championship games. He's going into Lincoln Financial Field. Clay. Rabid environment, really good pass rush, number one pass DVOA in Philadelphia. Can he get it done?
1: I don't. I think he can, but I don't think he will. I'm picking the Eagles. The Eagles have too good of an all-around team. They led the NFL in sacks this year with 70 or 15 more than the number two team. Hassan Reddick, 16 and a half steps, sacks, leads away. He's going to be making himself real familiar with Brock Purdy. They're solid against the run, too. They're not great, but they're solid. They got some big guys inside. Fletcher Cox, Jordan Davis. I mean, obviously, Brandon Graham's good at, at the run and the pass. Josh Sweat. They, they just got a great defense. Um, T.J. Edwards at middle linebackers had a heck of a year. 159 tackles. I mean, this guy's playing out of his mind, he's looking for a new contract. Kaiser White, the free agent they brought in to make some plays, too. And then the fact is, it's going to be tough for them to throw the ball. James yeah. Bradbury and Darius Slay are two of the best cornerbacks in the league. Yeah. I mean, hands down, they're two of the best in the league. So, That's overall, this defense, to go with this offense, it's just too good of a team. A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, Dallas Goddard, Jalen Hurts on the zone read, had over 230 yards of rushing on the zone read play, the most since 2011 on the zone read, according to ESPN stats and info. I mean, the fact that he's healthy now and they can run that zone read, can throw the ball to these playmakers. Lane Johnson looked like he's completely healthy. I didn't even know he had an injury. Is going to be huge for them. Great offensive line. I don't see how the 49ers are going to get to the quarterback through this offensive line. Obviously, you got Bosa, but they only had 44 sacks last, this last season. That's 10th, 11th in the league. Besides Bosa, when you stop Bosa, you're stopping the 49ers' pass rush. Right. Chip Bosa, everybody else is okay with this offensive line. That's why I think the Eagles will
0: win. I think the margin for error is a lot thinner for the 49ers in the sense that they can't turn the ball over. Philadelphia can probably get away with one, maybe yeah. two, but I think Brock Purdy is in a really tough spot there. So we'll see what happens. You've got the Eagles. So Eagles and Chiefs in the Super Bowl. Let's pivot real quick to the goat. Everybody's wondering what he's going to do. Okay. Clay, Tom Brady calls you right after this show. He says, Clay, what do you think? What should I do? Should I hang it up? Should I give it another go? What do you tell him?
1: Oh, one more round, baby. Go All one right. more round. I say you go. He's, he's best friend with Josh McDaniels. I remember how close they were when I was in New England. Uh, Josh Daniels and Tom Brady were inseparable. They were like, they ran meetings together. I think he goes to Oakland. He goes somewhere that's got a team set up. I don't think they can do it in, in Tampa, but give it one more round. There
0: you go. Clay Harbor on Lock It In with Cam Rogers. Always a blast talking to you, my friend. Keep in touch.
1: Appreciate it, Cam. Sounds good.